All right, welcome everybody to the MoCo Conservative podcast. The MoCo Conservative is based out of its namesake in Montgomery County, Maryland, and it was started to fill an obvious void in the DC metro area, uh, which does include Montgomery County, Maryland. Um, The goal of the MoCo Conservative blog is to publish original content from anonymous and named conservatives and disenfranchised voters in the area. Those who basically don't have a a, a voice, so to speak. The goal of the MoCo Conservatives Facebook page is to aggregate um, locally written uh, conservative content found in publications in the DC, Maryland and Virginia areas. The goal of the podcast is to bring to light some of the local um, and sometimes national issues that are affecting uh, us. And one of the things that I personally wanted to talk about was the nine districts for MoCo uh, ballot initiative, which is also question D on, uh, on the upcoming election ballot. So let's first talk about what exactly is question D and who is behind it. The chair of the Nine Districts for MoCo initiative is Kimblin Persaud. She is a registered Democrat and she uh, basically realized that up county representation on the county council is virtually non-existent. And on her end, when she started this initiative, she realized that um, many of the establishment Democrats who live in Down County, where she is, uh, they they refused to, to help her with this. So she then turned, uh, you know, she, she wanted obviously this to be a bipartisan effort. And she turned to uh, the Republican Party and other conservatives and independents in the area. And, uh, you know, I know for a fact that this is a bipartisan um, effort. There are people from both sides of the aisle who have signed um, the over 16,000 certified signatures uh, that allowed this initiative to make it um, you know, on the ballot. So it's, it's an amazing effort. What's happening now is that the crony establishment in Montgomery County, which is all Democrat, uh, all Democrat controlled, um, you know, basically uh, a network in and of itself, they are so against the, the nine districts for MoCo effort that they are making it out to be a solely Republican backed effort. And that is a lie. It's clearly a lie. And, um, you know, my opinion is that if you live in Up County, which includes Rockville, Germantown, Gaithersburg, Clarksburg, Boyd's, um, Dickerson as well, um, and even I think there's a small part of Potomac that is also considered up county. Um, you are an absolute tool, <laughs> and uh, you know, guess what? That's not just what I think. It's what the county council thinks as well. They expect you to do as they say willingly, because you know clearly we're all way too busy with our kids, with our work. Um, you know, anything that involves you know keeping up the house. Obviously, with you know. COVID-19 happening, we're all just stressed out and our lives have been turned upside down to even think straight. Uh, 
So, you know, today I, I do have a, a guest. We have John A., who lives in Clarksburg, Maryland. And, you know, he's going to, to talk a little bit more about, you know, what he knows about the nine districts for, for MOCO, uh, you know, initiative. And we'll, we'll kind of take it from there. Hello, John. Hello. So tell me, why do you support question D on the election ballot? Well, you know, the, I think the fundamental reason that I, I think it's a great idea is that when you looked at the data that was actually published by uh, Seventh State, it showed that the current five district format has twice as many people uh, in each district than you have most of the surrounding counties. So it's something around 200K people per district in the five district format. Going to 9K would bring us into alignment with the with the surrounding counties that have about 100K per district in their representation pool. So I think it's a, a not only in the, in the you know numbers game, it's a great idea, but we're certainly lacking when you look at the representation that we currently have on the county council, uh, certainly lacking in having up county uh, representation. And that seems to be an opinion shared, not just by conservatives, but it seems to be uh, shared by most uh, Democrats have come in contact with up, up county as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, another thing to, to mention is the majority, I believe seven out of nine of the county council members live down county. So it's clear that they they are, are successfully, you know, congregating their power basically and their authority. And it's, you know, their policies and um, most of the uh, legislation that they pass um, is clearly benefiting the areas in which they live. And I think that's something that's really important to, to discuss and to, to shed some light upon is that these at-large, especially the at-large county members, they in, in theory are supposed to represent the entire county, but when none of them live in the up county area, it's clear where their priorities are. Yeah, the you know the interesting thing about their argument, of course, we we've seen this uh, poison pill that they put into the ballot measures, where they're claiming that when you vote for their initiative, you would be voting for five seats versus one seat if we go to the nine district format because of the at-large seats. But the problem with the at-large is that for decades, they've dominated uh, the seats from Down County. All four of the current at-large seats are people that are living within the area south of Rockville. Mm -hmm. You know, so we, we even with the at-large, we don't seem to be getting the representation that we need up county. And uh, certainly that hasn't uh, been the case for a very long time. So. Again, the nine districts format would permanently erase that that problem that we currently have on, on the county council uh, representation. So. Right, and um, I know that county council member Evan Glass's proposal, which was done at the last minute, which would be question C, mm -hmm. it basically tries to appease um, very uh, very poorly. Um, you know, the anger that so many of the up county residents are feeling. And 
it's basically saying, you know, here are these two, two seats for you. You know, is that good enough? <laughs> um, it's clearly not because in my opinion, what I see question D doing is eliminating the establishment and allowing for the census data to determine where the new districts would be located. So one of the things that, um, you know, the opponents of question D um, keep saying repeatedly is that, well, you don't know if you're going to have representation, you know, because, you know, even though I mean, the Clarksburg area, especially, you know, the population is booming, you know, the same can be said for certain parts of Down County as well. And my response to that is let the data and the numbers decide for that instead of having these at-large members who are basically just, they have a stronghold and they will, they refuse to give it up. It's clear, um, you know, that they will refuse to give it up. So we have to make it so that the census is on our side. Yeah, the, you know, the, we, we know in this county, it's very well understood that the Tacoma Park political machine has been, you know, the driving force in the county politics for a very long time. This current format solidifies their, you know, their ability to hold power. And they, they represent really a, a pool of 385,000 people down county in, in a county of 1.2 million. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you dominate the, the county from that small area, then your particular, you know, flavor of politics drives the politics for a very large uh, county. And, and Montgomery County is one of the most wealthy counties in the entire country, as well as one of the most populous counties in the entire area. And uh, for that to, to be the case is, is a real travesty. I think we, we, uh, we all share up county a desire to see us get better representation. There's, there's many uh, issues that affect the down county people that we just don't experience. And there's issues across the board that we don't feel fairly represented, especially when you get up to the you know, farming communities further north in, in the county. Uh, they have been dealing with a lot of problems with the way uh, the down county people uh, view, view their livelihoods and have uh, taken measures against them that have really uh, caused economic problems for them for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think um, there's one falsehood that I believe I read in the Seventh State blog, which is basically a propaganda arm of the county council. And they said that proponents of 9D think that they will get a Republican seat on the county council. Heaven forbid any type of moderate or even a Republican, okay, would even get voted in into a completely one party county, right? And I think that is, it just, it's, it's a vicious attack um, as usual, which I don't expect anything less from them, frankly, but to think and again, make the assumption that everybody who lives outside of Silver Spring and Tacoma Park is basically some redneck, Bible thumping, um, you know, racist, <laughs> quote, end quote. Um, you know, it's again, it's, it's extremely intolerant and it's divisive. 
And something else I wanted to mention too, I found it extremely odd um, and a little surprising that the president of the Gaithersburg Germantown Chamber of Commerce, Balcom, ref refuses to support question D and has pushed, put her, all of her weight behind question C. So it just goes to show that she clearly, as well as the entire county council, does not have the true interests of up county citizens when she's, you know, when she's supporting certain types of legislation. And it is very disappointing to know that, um, you know, there are so many businesses that are part of that Chamber of Commerce. It is such a huge organization. And to have her basically stab all of, you know, not all, but almost all of those members in the back and say, your voice does not matter. I only care about how this will help me in the long term with my political career. There is no other reason for her to be backing a question um, like C um, that, that's clearly hurting and it will hurt um, all of the residents of Up County if, if it's not for some type of political, I wouldn't say kickback, but just for political means, that's it. Well, you know, it's easier to surmise that there's, uh, you know, quite a bit of special interest involved and in then wanting to hold this current format because as soon as the ballot measure uh, was uh, successful, as far as the signatures, once we reached the uh, signature uh, requirements and successfully put the ballot measure onto the ballot, they lined up a a uh, number of very heavy hitters in, in business that uh, uh, align themselves to the, the current uh, county council. And uh, obviously there's special interests have been getting rubber stamped by the county council for a very long time. And they don't wanna see any kind of changes brought about uh, with that rubber stamping. They have this great fear that just one Republican being on the county council uh, would actually cause problems like you know, we commonly see them suspend the rules. Well, they may not be able to do these suspension of the rules that easily if there was at least one, not just a Republican, but even a moderate Democrat from up county uh, may put a stop to some of the things that they've done that's uh, very unpalatable to us. You know, another thing that they, I think that they are really, uh, really been uh, very wily about is that they're they're burying the fact that if we were to go to this 11 uh, council seat format that they're proposing under, under uh, the ballot measure C, we would end up having to spend an additional $3.5 million mm -hmm. annually for the additional staff uh, that has to support those additional council seats. So And the renovations for their new office space. Right. Right, so so the you know the additional seats are, are going to come with a cost, at a time when they're struggling to find ways to deal with the impact of COVID nineteen uh, on the budget, and we're struggling to see how uh, they're going to find enough money to be able to you know fund the BOE uh, because of all the impact on the Board of Education and the, you know MCPS. So you know it it seems to be a very uh, snarky way to try and uh, place a poison pill on the effort to go to the 
nine district format. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And um, I, I'm hoping that that this podcast may be bringing, you know, bringing more, shedding more light, uh, I hate to keep saying it, but really exposing the county council for what they're doing and their motivations behind it. Uh, that's something that is really important in this day and age. Yeah. And I, you did, I wanted to touch upon something that you mentioned, um, you know, even getting a moderate Democrat, a moderate Democrat wouldn't get the backing of anybody in this county when it comes to the establishment. And that is really unfortunate for the, you know, classic liberals who, you know, who still have some critical thinking skills left in their brains. Um, <laughs> you know, for, for, those, for those people who are still in the Montgomery County area, they're the ones who I think have the strongest voice right now. And, you know, we hope that, <laughs> I hope that this podcast will reach some of those people because it's, I think many people are getting sick and tired of the way politics are run in this county. You know, this is one of the reasons why I started the blog and the Facebook page. Um, and, you know, in just two months, I have been able to reach over 55,000 people. So what, what does that number, which is already suppressed, what does that number say? It says that the people of the DC metro area, and in particular, the, the huge population of Montgomery County, they are, they're waiting for some type of diversity of thought to present itself. And I'm hoping that this blog and this podcast will help people to see what exactly is going on. And my goal is to show people that just because the county council and former county executive Ike Leggett and David Blair and um, the Germantown Gaithersburg Chamber of Commerce President Balcom, just because they tell you to vote yes or no on a certain question, it does not mean you have to blindly follow them. It's really important to take a step back and say, you know what, I'm gonna do a little bit of research. I don't fully trust you <laughs> and that's totally okay. And it requires, I think, a certain amount of moral integrity and maybe some type of mental strength to do it. And I think that a lot of people in this county, especially, are so worn down by just life in general that they cannot even think about doing it. But in my mind, it is essential. It is absolutely essential to force yourself to question every single thing you see or read. Yeah, the, you know, the, uh, the events in 2020 have been disturbing to say the least. And, you know, on one hand, we in Montgomery County have not really experienced the brunt of some of these things that have happened in places like Portland, Seattle, Chicago, uh, Minneapolis, of course. Uh, but we, we're seeing signs that there 
they're indicating uh, potential to go into some extreme areas that I don't think anybody in this county has a stomach for. And I think what's been remarkable in the conversations that I've had with many people uh, since I got interested in local politics is that even among Democrats, there seems to be very little stomach for uh, pursuing things like defunding the police. Uh, there seems to be little stomach for uh, this idea of having sanctuary in our county uh, where our, our tax monies are being used to help pr provide funding for uh, illegal aliens to fight deportation, which seems absolutely insane to any normal person. And I say that having uh, a first-generation immigrant wife, uh, many friends who are first-generation immigrants from all, all corners of the world, who have gone through the legal process to come to this country and did so because they recognized that the United States was the place that they wanted to come to because our, of our traditions of uh, freedom and ability to be able to pursue a, uh, pursue a, a living uh, without interference from the government, without being, uh, you know, uh, unduly uh, regulated uh, by, uh, you know, a very strong arm type of uh, government. And this county seems to be going in the opposite direction than what the people care for. And what I think they fail to recognize is that the first generation immigrants in this county really have very conservative views in many ways. Mm -hmm. And they want to see safe communities and want to they want to be able to raise their families and send them to best, some of the best schools in the country and they want to be able to you know live in an, a country and in a county that is thriving and it has the uh, you know a great uh, you know uh, amount of uh, business activity uh, people have jobs are able to make good money and that they are able to uh to grow and you know, see their property values increase. Yeah, and they and they don't want to deal with politics. Right. And I don't think anybody exactly uh, any decent person wants to deal with politics. But mm -hmm. I've got news for you for those who are listening. You have to deal with it because it is right at your front door right now. If you don't just try, <laughs> this is an appeal to those who are listening. You have to try and do your research and learn exactly what the county council is doing with your tax dollars. You are paying for them to represent you. And based on what I have learned in the last few months, they are not doing a very good job. So I am going to end today's podcast. <laughs> I want to thank John A. of Clarksburg for taking the time to, to speak with me today. And until next time, this is the MoCo Conservative signing off. And we will, uh, until next time, we will talk to you soon. Good night.